0: Old oh, dream maker, you heart breaker, wherever you're going, I'm going your way.
1: Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Smith. Some people call me Mr. Blue. Either way, I'm so excited to share this episode with you today. How's your heart? I went to a recovery-based meeting yesterday, and that was the question. How's your heart? It's kind of a fun question. So before I dive into the episode, I do want to quickly give name and acknowledge Russia's invasion on Ukraine and the complexity and the depth of what's happening in Europe and across the world in regards to this situation. I have never really tracked information like this. I some I feel like I'm a 7-year-old adult. A 48-year-old 7-year-old. I've never paid attention to world events and taken the time to study and listen and educate. And so it's definitely a very big situation, as we all know, and um, everyone's handling it different. Some of us are able to talk about it. Sometimes you aren't. Wherever you're at, my opinion is, is that you're exactly where you need to be and part of being in community with like-minded people is that sometimes we might have more space to open up to certain people or situations and we can trust in connection in community that one of us some of us is minding and attending tending towards so much love to you wherever you fall in the categories and so maybe today's episode can be a inspiration for you, and remind you of the power of music. I'm real excited to share with you today this episode. Um, I it's just it's so dang cute. Harvey Rose, Moon River song and music and I took the liberty of recording a couple pieces at the piano that I will include in today's music song episode. So I've been thinking about song and singing and what is your song? Do you sing? And what makes you think you can't sing? And when you sing, do you have to make a song? And when you have a song is it singing just with your voice or can you sing with your breath with your body can you sing with sounds where did we go making some sort of you know stipulation that you must sound like a professional I think one of the things I love so much about spending time with Harvey Rose is that she's in that very lucid, open state. And even what I'm gonna share with you today, the clips of her singing, she's just so open to open her mouth, sing her song, make music, learn it, say it, get the words. So I think it's definitely an inspiration or a lesson for all of us that at some point, We became more adult-like. At some point, someone told you probably, you don't sound great. You suck. Why are you singing? (laughs) And you shut down. And we all have different storylines for not sharing our music, sharing our voice. In fact, recently, I've been talking about this for a couple weeks in my recovery community. And It was so cool because somebody on social media related to that community posted a video of them singing at the piano because of a meeting that I led and we talked about music and the songs that we have within us and the music that's longing to come out of many of us as we find a healthier relationship with drugs and alcohol. And she tagged me and she shared this gorgeous singing at the piano and then I was had scheduled for myself as part of my boundaries with social media to respond the next morning and to leave a comment, to share it on my stories, and it was gone. <laughs> so I sent her a private direct message and said, what? I loved your song. I loved your voice. I was touched. And you maybe you took it down because you were feeling vulnerable. And she was, and she did, and she took it down. And she said, maybe I'll get the courage again. I can totally relate. I mean, you might find that hard to believe because I'm always singing and sharing. But the truth is I do struggle with how I sound. I criticize. I record over and over until I get a recording that is doable for me. And I'm always obsessing and comparing. But I've also made a commitment that I would continue to share because I love it And because I've been doing it long enough that I know that it inspires and blesses the lives of others. So song, music. Let's get into Harvey Rose because it's so dang cute. I wanted to take her a structured lullaby. So she's three last year. I spent three months with them back east. And it became very clear to me by my second visit, which was in the fall, that I really wanted to memorize a special lullaby to sing to her. I had already been singing to her from the get-go. I think that's one of the things that I wanted to share with you is that as a caregiver, a lover of a child, I think it's very natural that you too have the same experience where as they're small, and we hold them close, and we try to soothe them and, and, and nurture them and take care of them when they're crying, or they're, they need food or water or a diaper change. And we sing to them. And it's, it's funny to me, because I think, what are you singing? Like, where did you learn it? What are you singing? And why do we not have like, six or seven or eight or 10 really (laughs) dialed in songs, lullabies to sing? to her children and for me specifically i don't remember a song that my parents sang to me i don't have any memory of my mom or dad singing some sort of lullaby to me my first memories are of religious primary songs that i learned through going to sunday school and primary as a child Uh, and so as i became very invested in my goddess daughter harvey rose I also heard last year, the first part of, well, actually, 2020, the first part of the pandemic and the lockdown. I did a lot of soul searching and listening to podcasts, and I heard this really awesome mindfulness teacher talking about how children under five don't meditate. It's diff- it's not. That's not the stage they're in. Their meditation is more connected to music, specifically a lullaby, because the lullaby helps to soothe and calm and teach the child how to sleep and settle down and calm down. And so it was in that moment where I really identified with the lullaby in a new way and I made that decision to start talking about lullabies. And so I've only done one podcast episode on Lullaby. Gives it the little stream. And Moon River is the next one. This one. So last fall before I got to New York to see the Harveys, I found Moon River. Well, I had found Moon River as a piano solo. uh, This arrangement somewhere on Spotify, and it's gorgeous, and this woman sings, and it's this beautiful arrangement. I've been listening to it for about a year. Of course, I was familiar with Moon River from Breakfast at Tiffany's, where it originally, well, close to that film launched and won an Academy Award, and of course, Audrey Hepburn sang it. And so I loved this other version, and then I saw this, series this limited series on Apple TV Plus and it was really an interesting show about a young teacher and mental health and the the whole limited series pushed to a final episode where this main character that I had grown attached to had a very difficult relationship with his father and his father was an addict an alcoholic and there was this very touching last moment in the whole series where he has a very difficult get-together with his father and his father reminds him that when he was a child he used to sing him Moon River. And then the very last song that played on the credits was Moon River and I just was so touched by it and I thought that's a great lullaby, I'm gonna take that. And so I started learning it I memorized the words on my way to see Harvey and I spent the whole month of October I I was there for her third birthday for Halloween and I started singing her moon river and it was so cute because she took to it pretty pretty like right away and the first night I sang to her I heard her after I left and to go into the, the other room after I read stories to her sing to her and put her down. She was in a phase in October when she would spend a little bit of alone time in her room and you know try and soothe herself to sleep but she would read stories and turn on the light and play and so after I left she wasn't ready to go down yet and she was just going, moon river, moon river. And I could hear her at the door just saying moon river over and over the very first night I sang it to her. So that was super cute. And then I just kept singing it to her and I sang it to her the whole trip and she would sing again, one more time, one more time, moon river, one more time. And I just sang it to her and I memorized the words and it just became so soothing even for me And such a connected moment, there are often times she would just sit and look in my eyes as she's laying there, and just those magic moments of lulling the child a lullaby. So, trip for the holidays. So I go back for Christmas and New Year's, and I'm there for the week before Christmas, and I'm you want Moon River? Yes, she's so excited. So maybe the second night, maybe she didn't the first night, but like the second night, we're singing, I'm singing Moon River to her. And then all of a sudden, she puts her hands like up to her mouth. And she starts to sing just a couple words with me. And she's looking at me and like acting silly. And then She's acting like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, like just this very playful, cute thing. And she covers her mouth and giggles and like covers up like, oh no, I'm not supposed to or something. And thankfully I was just in a very present open state. And the first thing I said, will you sing with me? And she nodded her head. And then all of a sudden she just sang the entire song with me. And she was looking right at my mouth to grab the words. It wasn't that she knew it by heart yet. She knew it though, by staying with me in rhythm and time, and she could tell what word was coming next. And she said all the words. Sometimes it were a little right after I was saying the lyric. <laughs> it was so damn cute. I didn't record that one, obviously, because I was in the moment. I didn't have my phone. I didn't know this was going to happen. And of course I teared up and I was just blown away with emotion because I had hoped that she would feel something, that she would take it as a lullaby. That was, it was a gift. It was something I was giving to her and it was something I had structured. I had memorized it, I had worked on it, I wrote down the lyrics, I had to memorize them. I even had the lyrics with me, I had to bring them in couple nights later because I realized I kept messing up this one part I thought whoa I definitely don't remember the same way I did when I was younger and it just meant so much because she actually received it and then from that moment she kept singing with me every night but right after that I put her down and I went out and told Jay and Kenny I'm like you guys are not going to believe how cute and they're like we heard it we totally saw it on the video they heard us singing and they heard her they were listening from the living room and then they watched on the you know the kid cam so she was also in a new pattern of sleeping with them they had just opened up that Pandora's box and so she wasn't going to go down right after I had put her down. She stayed in a room, played for a while, and then we all were going to bed after we watched a show on television. And so they took her up to bed to sleep with her that night. And when they took her up, they got up there and they were they were saying, did you sing Moon River with Uncle Blue? And so then she sang the whole thing for, for them. So the next morning at breakfast, well coffee around the fireplace. Jay and Kenny tell me how dang cute it was. And Jay's like, I just got tears in my eyes. I couldn't believe it. It was so cute. She knew the words. <coughs> Except for this one part. Um just around the bend. No wait. Um we're anyway, we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> the lyrics. So I took my audio recording in, of course, to capture. So Here is the first full round and I'll give you a little precursor in the recording and then I'll give you a little bit after the recording where we're talking about my face being super soft. So the context and time frame of this audio recording is she it's a couple days before Christmas so we're reading Christmas stories we're talking about Santa we've checked out books from the library about Christmas and holiday and Hanukkah all the fun things so she's all amped and ready and we were actually upstairs so for that first week of the holidays she was sleeping with papa and dad for the first time and <laughs> they were trying it and eventually after new year's after the holidays they put her back into her own bed and she actually went and sh- she's back in her own room I think most of the time so uh, they decided they were not going to stay with that it was too much but this audio recording, I'm upstairs with her. Dad and Papa are downstairs. I have the audio recording tucked away to grab sound. And I was singing um, Oh Holy Night, and then all of a sudden she went right in on her own to Moon River. So this recording is going to be really just you hearing her trying to sing it all on her own.
0: Shine, moon. Is the night of our tears, Savior's birth? Okay.
1: Sing with me. Oh, that warms my heart. Okay, now the next recording is the same session. We're there in bed. We sing it a couple times, so I found the one that I thought was the cutest. And the part about my my face being soft after we sing is directly related to the fact that I shaved my face so that she could have a soft face because I realized that every time I'm there and Papa has facial hair, Jay has facial hair, I have facial hair. So I shaved pretty regularly with a razor so I'd have soft skin and she was responding to that because it was the first part of my trip.
0: Snuggle in, come on, let's see in the river. Snuggle in. River, wider than a mile crossing you in style someday oh dream maker you heart breaker wherever you're going I'm going your way to drifters of off to, to see, see the world. world. There's such a lot world of world to see. see We're after the same rainbows, rainbows and just the around the bend. bend my Huckleberry friend, moon, river, and and me. me. that's so good. (laughs) We do it so good together. I'm so soft. I'm so soft. I did that so you could kiss my cheeks. Kiss it. Kiss my cheeks are so soft. Isn't it fun when they're soft? Yeah! I shaved my face. Oh. Okay, let's sing it again. (sighs)
1: Okay. <sighs> river. Uh, 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 um. that's so cute she's all clearing her throat and the way she says ote okay, if you caught that it's so sweet so needless to say we were obsessed and she went to visit her Mimi after which is another fun serendipitous part this is the magic of just Life And I feel like the more I say yes to life, the more I'm engaged, giving, contributing, S- other other um, people's stories intersect. So she goes home for a late Christmas, after Christmas, in between New Year's and Christmas with her Mimi in Tennessee, and she gave Harvey Rose a little music box with Moon River. And the reason she did that is because she was visiting us in October for Harvey's third birthday party for a couple days. And she found out I was singing Moon River to Harvey Rose. And she loves that song, Jay's mom. This is Jay's mom, Lynn. She loves Moon River and she's totally aware of it. And I guess she used to sing it to her kids and maybe even to Jay. I got to triple check on that one. So regardless, so many fun, beautiful parts of music. So my question for you, what are the songs you know? Do you sing to the children in your life? Do you sing to the animals? Do you sing to yourself? That was another thing that came up is, what if we learned songs to sing to ourselves? I have been doing that. I've been learning all kinds of music since I got back into piano. And when I started, I didn't have all these songs. And one by one, note by note, month by month, practice, 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 I now have a repertoire of songs. Last year, I did a big recital. Several years ago, I did my first recital. I'm planning and working on my next recital. And I'm consistently learning cover songs, different vari- different versions that I'm arranging sort of from other people's arrangements, making my own like version of it. And I've picked a few songs that I really want to grow with. For example, Brandy Carlisle's Party of One. Also Joni Mitchell's River. Also Joni Mitchell's um oh, I forget the title, but you know, "Rose and Flows of Angel Hair and Ice Cream Castles in the Air." <sighs> That was terrible sounding. See, I just judged my own voice because I haven't sung that for so long. So then my other question or reference is don't be so hard on yourself. And remember that there's this element of shitty meanness, criticism, that inner voice of disdain and judgment that we all have against our own voices. But don't let that keep you from singing and sharing and contributing. I can't even tell you how excited I am. I've picked the next song that I wanna teach her. Her, Kenny, her papa has a very strong connection to Somewhere Over the Rainbow. So that's what I'm gonna sing next to my visit, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I've already started playing another song for her. Harvey and I like to, to do art and we will sit in color and we'll listen to music in the background. Usually it's just piano music. And the last week I was with her in January, I kept playing for her India Ari's I Am Light which is just a real gentle sort of lullaby feel and I'm going to sing that Somewhere Over the Rainbow those are the next two contributions um I kind of wanted to do a Christmas carol when I was there so I started with Old Holy Night but she really wanted Moon River all the time over and over um and so that's that's what what is happening so I wanted you to just be inspired or re-engaged about music in your life. Another thing that I've done consistently is I create playlists of different artists, and when I hear something or somebody tells me about their favorite artists, I'll write it down, and then that week I'll listen to an album or to a couple of their albums, and. I'll encourage myself to listen to music that I'm also not comfortable or familiar with, even if it sounds, if it's, un, if it's, if it's, if it's uncomfortable to me. I'm encouraging myself to teach myself how to practice letting in different types of music, and it's been such a game changer for me. It's taught me a lot about training and disciplining my mind, and I feel like it really reaches back out to the way I approach life and the difficulties of life. Um, So I think that's pretty much it I wanted to say at this point. So there's a couple more things I want to do for this episode. I recorded some piano music for you. And so I would love to tell you about that, share two songs on the piano that I recorded just for you. And then I wanted to read to you from Catherine May's wonderful book that's been my field guide to the winter about the songbird and bird song and the the first birds, the robins, or the birds that come out midwinter before spring. And I wanted to read that to you. And then I wanted to play just my own piano arrangement of moon river and then one final verse of me singing it back to harvey kind of like sending it back her way as i took this all in and prepared all of this and so that's the rest of today's podcast episode we're going to move in that direction so let's move right now to a couple pieces on the piano so I'm preparing for a recital I don't know when the recital is there will be plenty of time for you to come though it'll be spring whenever I touch spring I am not on no time frame or calendar I'm still midwintering and you'll be the first to know and I will be selling tickets for the concert and I'm going to play quite a bit of Alexandra strelesky's album called inscape. I-N scape, the Inscape, the inner landscape, my inner heart scape. I've been doing a lot of studying of this and painting as well, landscape paintings, as I've been wintering and I've been practicing her music. Um, I know the entire album, except for the last two songs, I'm working on those. It's about 45 minutes I'm not gonna play the whole album for my recital but most of it and it's so gorgeous uh, she's a Canadian she's a new classical pianist her music was very much in the background of 2020 for me I listened to it for months and then I realized oh I bet this is um I wonder if this is written down and lo and behold Both her albums were available to purchase and I supported her, bought the music, learned it, and I just can't get enough. So here are two songs from the album *Inscape*, And the first one is called Ellipse and the second one is called Changing Winds. So from my winter and midwintering heart to you, I send my song and love in these two songs, Enjoy. Isn't that gorgeous? I mean, I've been so moved by her music, and I'm so grateful that it's now become a part of my life, and it's something I get to gift to you. So before I read to you Catherine May's book, uh, a few quotes, a few paragraphs from her book on wintering, I actually looked at some of the writing that I've done for this episode. I kind of was doing some prompts and writing, and I think some of it's really good. I'm going to just share it with you because here we are at about 34 minutes and I figure, you know, another five minutes is going to be interesting, especially with what is here. So it's kind of going to go back to a few things that I've mentioned, but in more detail. So how do we find our song in the cold of winter? I've been in an emotional winter. We're all going to be in emotional winters. It's midwinter still. How do we find our song or the music in the cold of winter or difficult times? When the world is fast frozen, bombs, missiles, and tanks target Kyiv, humans pack their life into a single bag and head to the border. What is your song? Why do you doubt your voice or the song within you? Why do you think you cannot sing? who's criticized your voice or your music. One's song is directly related to authentic expression of sounds, sounds supported by breath that are then launched through vocal pathways into sound. I have never tried to describe song in word like this before. Music has been my second longest friend, song, sound, music. And that's interesting because I was recently sharing in some meetings that I lead about our bodies and how the longest relationship we probably will ever have is with our own body. And it was really funny because this woman made a comment and said, the only caveat to that is I'm a twin. So (laughs) my body and my twin's body, we were in the same womb and birth. So technically, she's right there. I'm like, that's so hilarious and perfect. So I feel like music for a lot of us is going to be the other constant companion of one's lifetime. I know you have tons of memories of music, tons, and and some of you are not going to identify with sharing songs or making music or playing instruments, but a lot of you are going to have so many times where you've reached for other people's music, where certain significant events in your life have a soundtrack a song um whole album okay so here i am taking you back to my writings so then i went back to what's my first memory of song and i told you i don't have memories from the people the first memory i have is in 1978-ish when i sang at my grandfather's funeral i was five and i sang a primary song from the mormon primary hymn songs. I remember the song, it's called As I Have Loved You. As I have
0: loved you, love one another. This new commandment, love one another. By this
1: shalmeno... And I remember, I thought that was by the shamano, the shamano, but it's by this know, by the shamano. Like, what is by the shamano? By this marshmallow. <laughs> and what about that now that I'm speaking of it? Like, words. Have you ever had a word where, I know you have. So, recently, as I've been learning songs over the last seven years, I've been working on Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. I can't tell you right now which one word, but until I started learning it, read the lyrics, looked at the music, for 30 plus years, I'm like, I didn't know that word was here. It was just one word. And I was like blown away and laughed and giggled because you know, you think, what, you think it's something and then you find out that's totally not the word. Bird, 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 bird is the word. And then birds aren't real. Have you heard of that yet? That's a whole other episode. Go check that out. (laughs) Okay, so Christmas holiday music I remember as a young kid. And I remember the sound of music. Um, I definitely have a connection to that movie and The Wizard of Oz. Piano lessons. I started taking piano very young and begged my parents for piano lessons. I don't recall a song or a lullaby that my parents sang or gifted to me. That's why I wanted to gift at least one to Harvey and I have two years, at least two, my year and a half left, I think, to keep gifting her and maybe longer. So my challenge for you is teach a child under the age of five a song through a lullaby. A lullaby, you'll love it, they'll love it. Okay, and when you're lullabied by a special adult, oh, and then I started looking up the word lullabied and how to use lullaby as the word and so then I practiced writing a sentence and it's directly related to the Ukraine's sorry here it is the Ukraine's lullaby by shelling missiles it's horrifying to see fellow humans in Ukraine going to bed in such circumstances with the intrusive and deadly sounds of Russian invaders as a lullaby What a gift to lull yourself to sleep, to soothe and comfort yourself to sleep. All right, so this is also now, this little writing that I did is going to be directly related to a phrase from Catherine May. We sing for better times. And I'll finish this episode reading Catherine May to you since that's been my wintering field guide. So here I'm writing about her phrase, we sing for better times. So then I go on, we sing because our hearts are broken with grief and relentless trauma and sounds pushing from the rain is our only act of peace. It was raining, I was writing and I was listening to the rain. We sing because words are empty. We sing because our words are empty now and the only primal sounds related to one's heart pierce the insanity of a modern life what is a song Question mark but first the rain because i'm listening to the rain and it rarely rains in southern california it always takes me back to the lesson i learned on listening from adi ashanti we don't grasp or reach for the rain each drop we're so willing to receive all the raindrops all the gift of heaven's tears It's difficult making sense of war right now. It's difficult facing my white privilege and hearing the stories of black and brown humans. And then I looked up the word song. Here's a couple definitions that I loved. A musical composition with lyrics for voice or voices performed by singing. Song. Any musical composition. Song poetical composition poetry verse song the act or art of singing song a melodious sound made by a bird insect whale or other animal and then i'm like well what about sing what's the definition of sing to produce musical or harmonious sounds with one's voice sing to perform a vocal part in a musical composition regardless of technique So everyone can sing. We just have this standard and this judgment for singing. Sing, to express audibly by means of a harmonious vocalization. Sing, to soothe with singing. And then I looked up the word vocalize for fun. To express with the voice, to utter, to produce noises or calls from the throat. (laughs) I'm like Harvey clearing her throat to sing without using words. So then that was one, it's like how often do you just I remember this one time I was in ceremony with a shaman. I had a very strong desire to go see a shaman and to eat ayahuasca and to learn music from a trusted traditional shaman, Um, prior to this ayahuasca experience, I had done a soul retrieval in a collegiate collegiate setting with 40 other social workers and this um, professor, and I was the participant going on the soul retrieval. It was a continuing education program. And it was unbelievable. I was also looking for a different relationship with HIV. Uh, This was in around, this was about 2010. So I had been positive with the virus HIV since 2003, about seven years in. And I had just kind of made peace with it in 2008 and really settled in on medications and gratitude for the medicine. And I had sobered up from crystal meth but was still using marijuana cannabis and other drugs and alcohol but I went to this soul retrieval and that I think definitely was the precursor to finding a shaman in secret because it's against the law to take ayahuasca And I participated for maybe six times in a circle with this particular woman who sings the traditional music from Mexico that she was taught by her ancestors. And she often opened up the circle and asked if you had any songs or if you wanted to share a song and so. Of course I was going to share a song, but then I was really high and tripping on ayahuasca. And we're in our little nest in a circle inside in a safe space. And she saw Alexander, do you have a song? And I'm like, yeah. And I just, I made up this song like i just started singing this melody and then i made up these words and it's become this song that i have built upon and continue to sing in the desert it's just very simple and anyway that was definitely one of those times where a song just expressed itself on its own and then some of the other participants at this ceremony like, what was that song you sang? I'm like, I have no idea. I've never sung it before. They're like, they what? They're like, you just made that up. I'm like, well, I don't know. it just came out of me. <laughs> They're like that is unreal. So I'm going to finish reading what I took notes about. It feels so difficult preparing a podcast idea about song, so much pressure. I certainly have been sitting with these lovely recordings of Harvey and I for a couple months. Each time I would pull them up with my audio app, I'd listen as my heart leaped. These moments lulling this precious human to sleep have encouraged some of the most primal and maternal impulses within me. I don't experience fraternal impressions within myself. It's this feminine, the mother. I'm not sure if this is a reflection like a mirror Um, Is this part of my path of deconstructing patriarchy and the trauma that I felt being policed constantly to fit into a limited gender norm? Anyway, that's something that was definitely interesting that came up in writing. And here's the last part, we sing because it connects us instantly to our heart, to our body and our authentic self. It's a bridge, the song, to our inner spiritual self. It's our way of breaking through the deep and lonely place each individual soul lives inside and around. Each human being, our song carries us outward into the presence of others to be known. Singing to sing is a pathway to authentic expression." Well, that's beautiful. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right, my friends. So I have two more items for you. One is Moon River, all on its own. Then I'll be back to read Catherine May's paragraphs about song. And then we will finish the podcast episode, with another version of Harvey and Rose and I singing and then of course the final one will be a prayer a singing back towards my little goddess daughter from my winter's nest
0: World. There's such, such a the lot of world, world to see. see. We're uh, after uh, the same rainbows. rainbows and, and, and just around the bend, bend. my Huckleberry, Huckleberry, friend. Huckleberry friend, Moon, Moon river, river and, and
1: me. me. I saw Harvey Rose this week on FaceTime and I asked her if I could play this audio recording. I told her that I had recorded a singing moon river when I was tucking her, her in for bed. And I said, can I play this on my podcast? And she said, yeah, <laughs> I don't think she knows what a podcast is, but she said, yes. So I did get her permission. It was cute. She was with Kenny and they were laying on her bed and, um, I was at the piano and we were FaceTiming and I said, can I play you a song? And she said, yeah. I'm like, do you want me to play part of your world or Moon River? And she said, Moon River. So cute. So I played Moon River for her this week. All right. This brings us to our final reading from Catherine May's book, Wintering. In 21st century Britain, we've linked singing with talent. And we've got that fundamentally wrong. The right to sing is an absolute, regardless of how it sounds to the outside world. We sing because we must. We sing because it fills our lungs with nourishing air and lets our hearts soar with the notes we let out. We sing because it allows us to speak of love and loss, delight and desire all encoded in lyrics that let us pretend that those feelings are not quite ours in song we have permission to rehearse all our heartbreaks all our lusts in song we can console our children while they are still too young to judge our rusty voices And we can find shortcuts to ecstasy while performing the mundane duty of a daily shower or scrubbing down the kitchen after yet another meal. Best of all, we can sing together, whole families, knowing the same songs and giving them the same meaning. When I sing with my mother, I am struck every time that our voices are the same. There's a moment of deep genetic resonance, deep genetic resonance in hitting the exact same note in the exact same way. When I sing with my husband, our voices clash, but we sing the songs that mean something only to us, most often the yearning tones of Wichita Lineman. (laughs) I don't know who Wichita Lineman is. See, I'm going to go look that up next and find out. Here's her last sentence. When I sing with my son, I am teaching him something, not just words and lyrics, but how to survive. Like the robin, we sometimes sing to show how strong we are, and we sometimes sing in hope of better times. We sing either way. Hmm... I hope you sing, I hope you take this and you sing and you find a song, you learn a song, you reignite a song, and I hope you gift a song to a child. So here's my final prayer and song, the ending of Moon River back to Harvey Rose, and of course one final whispered version of the two of us singing. I'll see you next time here on the podcast, Soul Sibling. Be well.
0: Two drifters off to see the world. There's such a lot of words. the same rainbows end waiting round the bend say see the world there's such a lot of world to see your bunny's here sly's here harvey's here